basically learns the lesson from the journey of the Bnei Yisrael in the desert. And the Rebbe says that we all have sort of a desert that we got to deal with. Uh, we journey in our desert, in the world around us, in our personal desert sometimes. And there is a purpose, just like the Yidden, they journeyed in the desert in order, as it's brought down in Lukut Torah, to subdue, uh, to take away from the clippers, from the negativity. So our journeys are also to, I guess, subdue and prepare the world for Mashiach. And the Rebbe will also learn specifically in the journeys, we learn in the Parsha about Gershon, Kohos, and Merori, about their service, how we can apply it in our service of Hashem. Aleph. Kamedubar Kama Pa'amim, as spoken many times, we know that the rule is that the Torah is eternal. Sometimes you would think the Torah is eternal. The Torah tells us to keep Shabbos. It's eternal. We always have to keep Shabbos no matter what. No. Not only is Torah internal in these instructions, but it's in full force as it relates to all of the Torah not only to the laws of the Torah, also in the stories of the Torah, and also to things that seem to reflect and relate something that happened a long time ago. Even those aspects, those areas in Torah, that physically are not in our times. We need to know that the Torah is Nitzchis, they are also found now in their spirituality. So being found in their spirituality doesn't take away from their being because actually the spirituality is the main thing of every item. And the spirituality is the source and the root of all the physicality. So the fact that we still have the spirituality is very much relevant to us today. Same thing is with a subject matter which is written, which is said in our Parsha. The count of B'nai Gershin and Merori. Specifically, the Rebbe will discuss about the counting and the service of the Bnei Gershon Bnei Merosi, Bnei Merori. So the whole counting of Gershon and Merori are in the Parshas Nosei. In the previous Parsha, the Parsha Bamidbar, it discusses the carrying of the, the, carry, the, the number of the Bnei Kohos. The reason they were counted, because they're counting, and then the Torah tells you what jobs they were given. But the Rebbe says that the reason that they were counted, the Rebbe will bring out, Makes that makes them important. Tell them that you're counted, that you are the ones that are able to accomplish the job that will be placed upon you. The Rebbe wants to bring out 
that we too can apply the counting today. So specifically, it counts in our parish, it counts Minyan Bnei Gershon or Bnei Merori, the counting of the sons of Gershon, Merori. And also the beginning, which is, starts off in the end of the previous parish, the parishes, which concludes in our parsha later on of there the Torah tells just the counting and then the Torah goes on to say what exactly they did in their services which is the conclusion in our parsha. basically the Rebbe wants to say that in Parshas Nasser we have really the counting of all the sons uh, of Gershon all the sons of Levi of Gershon Kosa Merori for although physically this is not a inter- eternal matter, we don't count them anymore. This command to be count to count them, which is the command in the Pesach, and the actual counting was Rak Panachas, that took place only once. That took place on the second year after they left Egypt, a year later. They were commanded to be counted, and they were counted. But that's only physically, it was only once. But but the matter in its spirituality, in its spiritual level, who is eternal, in every generation, generation. That we are being counted. And basically that Hashem counts on us, to accomplish. But first we have to discuss, to realize what was the counting purposes of these uh, sons of Levi, Gershon, Kosu, Merori. We have to first realize what was the purpose and discuss this purpose of the journey in the desert in the first place. And then we'll know why they needed to be counted. So base, so we will understand this by introducing why did they need to stay in a midbar for 40 years? What was the purpose staying in the midbar? The Rebbe is going to say immediately, we understand they were punished because they didn't want to go to Eretz Yisrael 40 days, that the spies went each day a year. They had to spend 40 years on the road. But why was it necessary for them to spend those years in a midbar, in a desert? They could have gotten to a place next to Yisrael and stay there. Let it be true that through through the sin of the Meraglim, it was decreed upon them that they shouldn't let, enter the land for 40 years. For every day that they journeyed corresponding to a year that they were delayed in going to Eretz Yisrael, but this decree only was it was only as it relates as it connects to the answering to Eretz Yisrael why it was measure for measure their sin was in the fact consisted that they did not wish to go up to Eretz Yisrael and therefore they were punished so they don't go up, they don't enter into Eretz Yisrael, which is midah connected midah, measure for measure. 
But still, there could have been these 40 years in a settled place. So they can't go to Israel for 40 years because they were punished? So let them be somewhere else. Why in the desert? But not in the Midbar. Especially, this wasn't just a regular Midbar. It was the Midbar HaGodol V'Hanoira. It was the great, awesome and it was a midbar which nochosh, a snake and a sorof and a akrav and a scorpion, it was a place of thirst without any water. Why did the Abishter have the Jews spend 40 years in the desert? So there was a spiritual significance and a very important mission the Yidin had to do for those 40 years in the desert. The desert, as the Rebbe will explain, represents a place which is inhabited not by Hashem, not by Kedusha, but actually by the opposite side, by the Chitzonim, by the Klippus. And the Jewish people were journeying in the desert for 40 years to sort of subdue the Klippus and to prepare the world when the Sheikh will come, when the whole world will be elevated. So therefore, their journey over there to turn the desert, make it into a place where there is beautiful things growing, getting bringing down the Shechin over there, that turned a desert into a uh, beautiful place of living, that was the purpose of being in the desert, and that's the purpose of us struggling and making our deserts around us into a beautiful place, and that is a preparation for the time when the whole world will become a Gan Eden, a place where the Divine Presence will be openly seen. The idea is, as explained in the in the beginning of our portion, the reason why they journeyed in the desert together with the Mishkan and its vessel, was in order to subdue the power of the nurturing of the outers. The outers meaning the chitzonim, that means the negative forces. They nurture from the place which is called the desert, because the desert is a place which is lacking the presence of Hashem. That's where they get their energy from. And the tra- traveling there was to subdue them. And that's what the Rebbe is going to say is our Avoida too. And for that, we need to be counted, as the Rebbe is going to bring it, turn it around, bring it back to the idea of counting of the Gersh Gosmarad. The root where they nurture is from the desert. So first of all, was to subdue them. But once you subdue them, automatically it becomes a place in which the divine is drawn down. Once they're subdued, then the Shekhinah comes down, the Yisayi Mizu, and then more than just suppressing them, subduing them, Al Yidei Sheikh Niyu Asachit Soinim, Hamastir, through subduing the outers, and the darkness which blocks, Hoyu Mamshichim Gilu Elekus, so they were drawing down, this is quoting the Altar Rebbe, they would draw down the revelation of Godliness, so in order to accomplish this, they needed to be in the desert for 40 years. 
That answers the question. Why were they in the desert? They had a job in the desert. They needed to be in the desert in order to do it. So in addition to all the very open reasons that they were punished, but there is a reason for being in the desert in order to do it. Now, this not only is in a spiritual level, you can see that the Yidden actually transformed the Midbar, the physical Midbar, into a whole different place. Bepashtus, in a very simple level, when the journeys, the, the travels of the Bnei Yisrael in the desert, so we know that the cloud that went in front of them would kill the snakes and these scorpions, the Akravim, and that represents the subduing and doing away with the Chetzonim. So that's one. Begam, in addition, they turned the desert into a place of settlement. Midbar, how do we say? How is a Midbar is Nivdal Mimikoim Yishuv Biker Bishnei The desert is separate, is different than a settled place in two aspects. How is a desert different than a settled place? Number one, Aleph, Lo Yoshev Odom Shom. People don't sit in a, in a desert. People don't live in a desert. But and when you have 600,000 yidden there, so then there is a person sitting there. That means that they are settling there. Number two is based a, a, a desert is an Eretz Loizerua. It's a parched land. It's a land that has not been, is not sown. You can't sow over there. But that was totally different when the Yidden were there. When the Bnei Yisrael were in the desert, they had the water from the wells of Miriam. They would grow various types of grass and trees endlessly. That's quoting from the Medrash from the Midbar Rabbah, what took place while the Yidden journeyed there. So you see that on a literal level, they transformed the desert into a place of a settled place. So now, since this is the accomplishment, so this is also the reason, in the inner aspects of things, that the Levites, the Levim, they were counted specifically. They weren't counted as part of the Bnei Yisrael, but they were counted starting of 30 years. All Yidna were counted from 20 years. They were counted 30 years because they had a special task and their task was to carry Lavidosom the for their service of carrying the Mishkon and the vessels. And the Mishkon and the vessels were the vehicles through which through them, through this Mishkon and the Caleb, they turned the desert into a settled place, as mentioned earlier from the Kutatayra. What has it got to do 
with their special counting. Because through this specific, distinguished counting in this matter, so it's distinguished for this particular matter, for that requirement to take on the challenge of the desert, to subdue it and bring it down. They became important. And that's how, therefore, because they became important, the Midbar isn't going to impact them. We've got to make sure that they're going to influence the Midbar, they're going to change around the Midbar, rather than the Midbar influencing them. So how did we assure that? How did that take place? That took place through counting them. What does counting have to do with importance? Something that you count does not become nullified. That's a halachic, that's a halachic concept. Uh, we know that things can become nullified when you mix them or they get uh, mixed into a majority or 60, the various different levels of bittle, of nullification. But if it's something which you count, it means that it's so important, so something which is counted cannot become bottle. And the other Rabbe, so not only will they not become nullified, but on the contrary, they will turn him, the land around, into a settled place. So, now that we understand this concept of the desert, what's going, so we know this is something which is eternal, this idea, the ruchnias, this whole concept of this counting, and to overcome the desert, and to change it, subdue the desert, bring down the gilu, yoshchina, this concept, to make it from a desert, a settled land, and the power that they have from above, to accomplish that, is through the command to count them, that idea is an eternal concept. As all matters of Torah are eternal, in every generation, generation. When a person reflects in the environment in which, in the surroundings, which a person finds himself. Sometimes it's such a situation. He sees that she is in a level of a desert. People don't sit there, but in this case it also has the hint, which means the supreme Odom, which is a referencing to Hashem, the Odom of the Merkava, the Odom HaElyon Shom, he doesn't dwell there, which means it's an area which is void, void of godliness, it's void of Hashem. Hashem is not there. Why is that? Because majority of people in his surroundings, they don't know from the concept of godliness. Odom the supreme Odom about Hashem. So that's number one. That is the people that don't recognize Hashem at all, and even the Eloha Yodim, and those that do know. And those that are aroused, to go by the instructions of Hashem in the Torah, 
There is no tzaddik in the land that only does good and doesn't do any sin. So there is a sin. Now, yechta doesn't need, need to mean a full sin, a total sin. Yechta could mean also lacking, doing things in the not perfect way. That's called also a hate missing. You're lacking from the way you should be doing things. That you need to do in your service. So when a person reflects and he sees his environment, we'll get to the person himself in a minute, the next step, but the first thing we're talking about, his environment, and even the people, so some people don't care about Hashem altogether, even the people that care about Hashem, they may be lacking. So that, what does that mean? According to their level they're lacking, based according to this, so where does he find himself? In a desert that no that the Odom doesn't sit sit there. It's a desert. Doesn't mean Hashem is not there, Hashem is everywhere. When we say Odom Shom and referring to Hashem, meaning that the Supreme Odom is not there in a settled way. Kavias, which means he's not permanent over there. So what does this do to the person? What might it do? So he realized that he's living in a desert. So the person who serves Hashem can fall into depression, sadness, and hopelessness. God forbid. He's going to drop his mission. In the people, the poor people in your city, those people who are lacking, he's going to run away elsewhere. He's going to run away to learn Torah in Yerushalayim. So over there it's good. And he's going to drop the environment. That's why over this do we get the instruction. That you got a journey in the desert. You got to change it. Just like the journey of the Bnei Yisrael in the Midbar in our parsha, just as the journey in the desert then, was by the instruction of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and they turned the desert into a settled place. Likewise, it's as it relates to each one and one of the. Jewish people in all times. That in any place that he finds himself, even if that place is a desolate desert, so why are you there? It's not just so happened. An accident, you happen to be in that place. God forbid. This is a mission of Hashem, the reason why you're there. You're Hashem's agent. Hashem wants you to there, there, because Hashem wants you to journey over there and to turn things around. Who says that Hashem sent him there? Maybe he's there by accident. The Pasik says, Me Hashem, Mitzadei Gever Koinonu. 
it is from Hashem that the steps of man's have been prepared, which is a passing in Tilim Lamed Zayin Chav Gimel, which means that if you are somewhere, Hashem sent you there. So that he should turn it around, through his service, to make it a place where the Adam, Supreme Adam, will settle. That's your job over there. But of course, you may argue and say, I'm not a Levi, I'm only a Yisrael. Who says I get the job? But based on what the Rambam has written, that this is not only for the tribe of Levi, who officially, literally, physically served in the base of Mikdash, the Kohanim and the Levi were from the tribe of Levi, but not just this tribe of Levi alone, says the Rambam, but rather every man and man, person and person, that their heart, their spirit, has made them benevolently bodil to separate themselves. You want to stand before Hashem to serve Him? Taking out quotes from the Rambam for Hashem to be your portion, your lot. Just like Hashem is given to the Kohanim Levim, you can do it too. So therefore, which means harikol echad veechad. So each one and one. If only his spirit will be benevolent. Quoting again from the Rambam to teach the correct, the straight mishpat of Rabim and his many uh, righteous laws to the many, to the to the public. Then he is given from above the power and the importance to do that. To the extent that he's not going to become nullified. And he will go from step to step. Uh, from the Bnei Gershain. Because what starts off that it was Gershain, Kahos, and Merori. The way the Pasuk says that first it talked about the counting of the Kohos, which was we mentioned earlier, which was in the Parsha of Bamidbar. And then the Parsha's Nasi begins with Nasi Esrosh Gamheim, also them, which means even though that they are not at the level of Kohos, Kohos was the more important one of the brothers. They are the one that carried the order and everything else, he had the more more functioning, and also the Amram, Yitzhar, Hebron, and Moshe Rabbeinu, they come all from the Levi son Kahos, but we're saying, Gam, which means that you're raising also their head to the level of Bnei Kahos, you're raising the head to combine them to the one greater than them. Till the extent that first you go up to the level of the cross, until the level of 
By Bnei Kahos, it doesn't say also them. So that means that the Bnei Kahos themselves the race. So first you start off with Gershon to combine you, them two together with the Kahos, and then you reach the level of Kahos in which you're counted just by yourself. But the bottom line is you're being counted and you're being empowered and you're being given that special Koyach, that special power that you need to accomplish what you need to do. Through this, it's in his capabilities to make his place where he finds himself. Even if it started off with a midbar, you make it a dira, you make it a dwelling for Hashem blessed, so Hashem lives there. So, this is all talking about with regards to your community, to your environment, to the people outside of you, which are a desert, and you got to take care of them. Now, we know his dollar, the Rebbe is going to say, same thing applies if you find yourself, that you got your own desert over there. And don't give up, because you have the ability to change that around. His dollar. The above said instruction, that also applies to the service of a person as he has to work with himself as opposed to working with the community, working with himself. When the person makes a righteous accounting, he takes a full, accurate cheshben, over alov, from what has passed over him over the years. At times, the total uh, that comes out of it, that his own conduct was in the level of a, of a desert. And through this, he might come to giving up, God forbid, because he might think, how am I able to change my conduct? And especially if he has transgressed and he's repeated it. And we say, if a person does something several times, then it becomes to him permissible, almost like a permissible act. He's just done it so much time. That's even if he did it a second time, but even if he got used to it to doing it more than twice. And once you got used to it, it becomes like a nature. It gets very difficult to change. So the person says, How am I going to change? I'm in a desert. That's why the, this is what we're coming with the instruction. Just like the sons of Levi. They were at that point, they were 30 years and up. Until they were 30, they had not, up till that point, they had not serviced the service of the Mishkan. And still they were given the power. You raised their heads. That from that point and on, they become the carriers of the Mishkan. And they will turn the desert into a place, a settled place. It's not only that it was an instruction, but that was an actual 
action. This is called a big action. All this happened in actuality. Likewise, it's by everyone and one. Without looking on your situation that was till now. If you decide, from here and on, you will stand before Hashem to serve Him. And to worship Hashem, you will be given the power to clean yourself. And also your garments. As we find that the uh, Levim, they were uh, uh, cleaned and the, 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 the mikveh, their garments. From all the unwanted matters that were in his past when he was in the desert. And to draw down a revelation of godliness in his soul. And Hashem will say about him, I will rest amongst you to become a Mishkan for Hashem. Now, over here we need, the Rebbe is going to talk specifically about the different services that are between the Levim that carried. There is one aspect of getting rid of negativity, and there's a second aspect of bringing down holiness. Like when you're making a dwelling place for a king, you got to first clean it up from the dirt, and then you got to bring down holiness. So that a person, as we learned just in this last step, and before, before we learned about the sviva, about your environment, your surrounding, surrounding, they should become a dwelling place for him, blessed. So there needs to be the service in the two uh, sides. Surmeda, stay away from evil, and do good. Similar to a king of flesh and blood. When you want to fix for him a dwelling place, you have to clean the room from all dirt and afterwards you organize over their beautiful vessels likewise it's by making the dwelling for Hashem and this you need both matters the stay away from evil and do good the two that would actually carry parts of the Mishkan, the Bnei Kahos, they carry the Kalim of the Mishkan. The Bnei Gershin, they carried the beams, the, 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 the structure of the Mishkan. So those who carry the Mishkan, the two carries the Mishkan, the Bnei Gershin, Bnei Kahos, Noisa Mishkan. The word Gershoin, who Meloshin Gerushin. Gershon comes from the Loshin divorcing. Surmeda, divorce the evil, stay away from the evil. 
Kahos comes Meloshin, Yikas Amim, and to him he will gather in people. Gershon is to push away and cause to gather. Asivas Vikibutz in Yonim We're talking about gathering and collecting the good matters of Asetoiv. So, how do we start? We have to start with first cleaning up. Just like the dirt in the room for the king, you have to first get rid of the dirt and then you bring in the vessels. Gershon was older. Gershon was older. He was born before Kos. Likewise, it's also in the order of the service of Hashem. You have to start. You have to start with stay away from evil. And then you go to do good. Similar to organizing beautiful vessels. That comes after cleaning up the room from all dirt. Then you can bring in the vessels. So you have Gershin and then Kos. So, Vov. The uh, effects, the work of the Avoid of Sumer and also understood from the difference between the carrying of the Gershon and the Bnei Kos. What they carried, and that impacts Bnei Gershon. They carry the covers of the Mishkan. But the Bnei Kos, they carried the vessels of the Mishkan. What is the difference? What's the difference between the curtains, the covers, and the vessels? The Yiriyas are surrounding and they're protecting. They are covers over the Mishkan, they protected the Kalim. Mashenkin a Kalim. Supposed to be Ariyesh lechol Kali, Avoidu miyuchede, Opulu miyuchedes loy. Each vessel has a very specific designed job and uh, that it's supposed to do. Aroin ha'edus. The Aroin was where the testimony was, where the Luchas were. The Shulchan was the Lech for the bread. So, how do we explain this by Avoidu? Vinyanu Avoidu. Sur is to stay away from evil, that's Shlila, rejecting evil, Magina al of Mazike. That protects the person from that which is prohibited on him and hurts him. Asay Toiv is Asiyas Mitzvah, that is doing a mitzvah, Shehem Edus. Doing good, that's doing mitzvah, those are testimonies. Uh, um, that is like the Orin Ha'edus. Yada Machalekes Doko Nasis Merkova Mamash Vukulu. When your hand distributes Doko, you become sort of a vehicle, a chariot to Hashem. So that is the two things that are accomplished the protection for the person from staying away from bad, that'll protect you. And then the positive things that you're doing through each act. By De Beis Havoidus, through both of these services. The dwelling place, the, the, the resting and the dwelling place to Hashem, blessed, becomes wholesome. This is Mesichas Shabbos Parshas Nosei Tovshin Lamed Beis.